Hi. So a lot's changed since we recorded this episode. The most important change being that we now have 22 cases of COVID-19 in Zambia. Uh, in other countries like South Africa, there's a complete shutdown in order to control the spread of the virus. And there's lots of other changes happening around the globe and within Africa itself. In light of that, we would like to mention that a lot of the information we gave out during this episode may may not be relevant at this point and we encourage you to uh, look at important sources of information like the WHO in order to find out what the current status is around the globe and within Africa. Uh, We encourage you to sanitize, wash your hands. For all those that aren't able to work from home, we encourage you to take utmost care and be safe. For those uh, ordered to work from home or go home, Uh, We hope that you will follow the rules and regulations that have been set forth by health experts and that you practice a lot of social distancing. You might be saving a lot of lives. Uh, Last but not least, and we'll re-emphasize this, please wash your hands and sanitize. Enjoy the episode and we hope for the best. Welcome to CodeCast. We're a podcast that focuses on everything tech and we give you an idea of what developers, startups and creatives are up to in Zambia and across Africa. Every two weeks, we explore different topics and applications of technology in the real world. Every episode is brought to you by Agora Code Community. For more information, visit agoracode.community or follow us on Twitter at CodeAgora. Welcome to episode 28 of CodeCast. Today, uh, it's a bit of a small one. It's just me and Kumar. Hi, everyone. Yeah, that's that's Kumar. Yeah, that's me. <laughs> um, uh, how's, how's, how have you been? I've, I've been good. Um, luckily, uh, the, the COVID hasn't got me yet. Yeah, like everyone's uh, been making jokes about it. Um, mm. So for the longest time, every time someone said Corona, I kept thinking they were talking about the beer. <laughs> so, <laughs> Are you serious? I, I shit you not. Like, um, I was in Cape Town recently, and... Um, when I got back, someone asked me if I came back with Corona. And my first <laughs> response was, but we have it sold here. <laughs> <laughs> you can just walk into a store and get like yourself that. a beer. Like that, then, then it eventually clicked. Oh, no, this person is referring to like, the virus itself. I, I'm, I'm, going to, I'm going to use that. If have the Corona, I, I can go to the store. I don't know. <laughs> no, but uh, on a serious note, yeah, like uh, we're in a bit of a... A situation as yeah. a species well yeah definitely I, but i think there's like lots of arguments happening right now on yeah. um well i i don't know like why there are so few cases in africa and mm-hmm. whatnot i'm tempted to slide back into a, like a level of comfort that maybe uh, yeah there's some environmental factor that just i um, mean protects us from but what is m- uh, more likely is that it just hasn't got here yet Oh, it's I here, and we have no idea. I mean, that 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 <laughs> is that is true. Like, we could just not have any reported cases. Like, <laughs> you know what? I'm sorry, but um, I I can't put it past us, and I'm not gonna speak for other countries. <laughs> I can't put it past Zambia yeah. to not have an idea that we actually have the virus creeping up. Like, yeah. you know, amongst the general populace. I mean, countries around us have started having more and more cases popping up. Uh, yeah. And everyone is wondering, how come, how come the Zambians ain't getting it? Hey, you know, dude, how come? Like but it can be as simple as they I, got I it. I don't know. <laughs> like, I, I have, I have almost a complete uh, lack of faith in our, 
<laughs> in our border entry <laughs> our borders like i don't know like i just but anyway i'm speaking from without i i haven't like any spoken to anyone to anyone that actually works at these borders and i figured out what kind of like strict measures are there to like test people like i know at the airport like the, they, they are yeah. trying they're, they're trying their level best yeah i hope they spray down that bugatti <laughs> i know that's old news at this point but still <laughs> we should probably get into how it can actually spread also yeah because it won't come with the bugatti i mean it might uh, it might <laughs> uh, yeah you're right you're right you're right you're right, you're right. Uh, so yeah, basically that's like my biggest fear yeah so anyway if you haven't gathered uh, today's episode is focused on uh what has been risen by the h the who yeah a pandemic honestly i don't even know what pandemic. that means what does it mean for it to be like um, classified as a pandemic i think uh pandemic has more to do with how difficult it is to contain so clearly it's a very difficult thing to contain but uh i am not anywhere near qualified enough to define hmm. by the letter of the law what a pandemic is but it's serious enough to be risen to pandemic levels mm, I mean, and at least from uh a level of how contagious it is you know how difficult it is to contain because it's a flu guys like <laughs> and we all know how easily a flu just I mean, around. and it's flu season to make matters worse so oh my god <laughs> and we were like touching each other in this country oh my god like it's like you you can't say hi to someone without touching them that, that's that's like your thing you have to you touch know? them yeah no but on a serious note guys like stop stop like shaking each other's hands stop stop touching your face stop and wash your, your hands <laughs> wash your hands please yeah. please did you did you wash your hands today you know, yes i did okay. and uh, <laughs> multiple times <laughs> You know what? Um, this whole washing hands thing just reminds me of like uh, public gatherings and stuff like that. Yeah. Like, um, I was at a wedding recently, um, and uh, I've noticed this happens quite a lot actually. Like in any public space, especially bars and like clubs or whatever. Yeah. Like when you get there, um, like yeah, everybody's washing their hands, leaving the bathroom or whatever. Mm-hmm. But as the night goes on and people get more and more inebriated, have you ever just walk out of the bathroom without washing yeah, their hands? Yeah, I've seen that. It happens you walk quite in a lot. and like you go and you do your thing at the urinal, and the person next to you just walks out. Walks and out. And you're like, like, yo, fam. <laughs> <laughs> but it is true. Like, is it a thing? Like, is it something that happens everywhere? Like, what is? Like what is it tied into? Like, some I don't very I, logical explanation. I don't have the statistics, but I think it would surprise you how many people don't <laughs> wash their hands when they leave the bathroom. Okay, it's. I'm just gonna say it's fucking gross. Okay, like wash your hands, but also more now more than ever, like your 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 health depends on it. I know, right? And you know what? Like at least make an attempt. <laughs> like you, you might not even need to like wash with soap or make no, a I'm fucking sorry. attempt. It's not good enough anymore to make an attempt. You have to wash your hands. Wow. Be and get hand sanitizer and like just generally don't like you know, this is the problem again. It's because culturally it's ingrained <laughs> in us. This is what I was saying. Like as a country, so, we just like touching each other. You you just want to touch each other. You know, you meet in the street, even if it's a random stranger, you, you just happen <laughs> to be familiar where they are shaking hands, where yeah. they are kissing each other's cheeks, which has now become a thing. That's never been a thing in my life. 
unfortunately i mm. i don't play that <laughs> anyway uh, uh this is a tech podcast uh and we won't we, get into the details i mean it. yeah we're not going to uh, n- neither of us are doctors yet mm-hmm. personally ever but uh we 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 want to look at the effects that uh this worldwide pandemic is having on tech and there are quite a few like some big things have been happening uh in the not too recent past mm-hmm. uh obviously i'm going to talk about games like cuz it's me okay so uh, yeah, i might like as well just jump right into it exactly yeah. uh i mean some big events have been uh getting the can this year because of uh, corona uh we've seen gdc get canceled mm-hmm. which is big for developers especially in terms of developer networking in the yeah. games industry mm-hmm. we've seen uh arguably one of the biggest gaming events of the year e3 it's debatable whether it's still the biggest out and out but it's certainly up there uh e3 got canceled uh quite recently because of the corona uh some other events in the USA like PAX East uh South by Southwest got canceled a really big one from a developer front uh in terms of not even gaming related just developer related uh, Google IO Google IO yeah that was uh, big got got canceled and this one this one hit a bit close because that is an event i think both of us watch every year, every like year. we watch the panels and like we're really ingrained in what what is Google bringing uh, to the next yeah to the next the 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 next uh iteration of their their technologies so it means no talking points this year we usually have something to bash yeah. or <laughs> something to be excited about you but know, uh, i mean looks like we won't get that I think, yeah well so i would say we're not getting anything in terms of like a big blowout but uh what we've seen at least in the games industry is for example microsoft, microsoft came out after the 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 announcement that e3 is canceled they came out and said oh they're going to have a digital event like mm-hmm. a live streamed event because they still want to get their news out i think a couple of more uh, a couple of other publishers are going to come out with a similar thing they're mm-hmm. going to say hey we'll, we're not going to have uh, this presence at this uh, event event which can i just say it took a lot of balls for the ESA to cancel it mm-hmm. but they really didn't have a choice i don't think anyone really has a choice yeah but this is going to have a very big effect on the ESA's bottom line. Dude, and this is having an effect on everybody's bottom line. Yes, though. but we might not have e- like this might be the end of E3. Ah, uh, come on. It I'm can't telling be that you, it bad. Is I, that I, bad. I, I don't think it's that bad. It is that bad in terms of the ESA's income. It has been Are you telling year me year over year? Are you telling me the only way the ESA makes money is from E3? Yes, that's their biggest uh revenue stream. They also get money because they are the lobbying body for like the video games industry. So when you see the ESRB ratings and that kind of thing, that's kind of them, but that is nowhere near as much money as they make off. I think they'll uh, be fine. E3. I think uh, I think they'll be fine. I don't know. Like they'll probably be fine. Like they'll probably be fine, but if they're not like i don't know and 
it might just be a, a a case of them not going away all all like they might not just go away it might just be that e3 goes away and the esa just becomes a licensing body but you know what this could be an opportunity for other people who uh, maybe are trying to break into like this sort of space uh, but it's i mean yeah. a once dominant entity I mean, not being so dominant yeah, could I mean, open up. You could argue that that's already the case with the Game of the Year awards because mm-hmm. now announcements, big announcements are being made at the Game mm-hmm. of the Year. We got the announcement of the Series X at the Game of the Year awards. Jeff Keighley recently pulled out of E3 even before the, the corona, coronavirus. Yeah, stuff. and an argument could be made that he looked at the Game of the Years, which he is a part of, and he thought why would i be a part of what is essentially competition what mm. is now becoming less and less uh, a media focused uh, event and more of a fan event mm. why wouldn't he just say okay why am i not going to just remove myself from this entity uh, entity and focus on uh the game of the year awards but in terms of like actionable like presence as an organization like the ESA like in terms of like I'm going to like nerd out on some game history and that kind of thing but like the ESA came about because the American government were threatening to get into uh, the censoring of video games and that's the last thing you want in terms of any kind of censorship how so government being involved in censorship it's a valid question it is a valid question but like just in terms of politics and its involvement in government like you don't want the government censoring things that it deems un-american for example (laughs) like what is an american and who, who 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 determines what that means i mean we're seeing censorship in china right now like speaking of like where the coronavirus originated from and they denied it for a while and exactly and we don't even know if the numbers that we have right now are real are real and it's most likely they're not real because of the source i don't know i'm gonna give them the benefit of the doubt on this one i don't think they have any reason to uh, to lie about it yes they at this do. at this point not so much because it's going to show eventually it's going to show eventually but the problem is in terms of and this is getting into a political discussion now but in terms of the numbers of anything coming from china it's very difficult to gauge what is true and what is manufactured political talk Mm -hmm. like it's having waves even outside of china like recently we were seeing this whole controversy with is it blizzard activision had a player banned because he said something anti-chinese government and People were like, no, but why? Like, we have freedom in speech, uh, sp- freedom of speech in in the USA. Why are China able to come in and affect this person's income, affect this person who is just speaking out, and that mm-hmm. kind of thing? Like, even even in terms of like, like football, like when Mesut Ozil was talking about what is happening to Muslims in China and that kind of thing, mm-hmm. and Arsenal were not going to back him up because they have interests. In China. In China. So hey, it's all about the money. That's the thing. So, <laughs> but I know, I agree with you. I'm just playing devil's advocate. <laughs> I agree with you. Like, a lot of this stuff is... Yeah, you but... Can't, you can't trust anything, really. Like, it, it, I don't think it's just, like, China or whatever. 
I, I think any government... Yeah, definitely. I'm not just saying like this is a uniquely yeah. Chinese thing. I'm, I'm talking about in terms of what you can believe and trust as actionable truth. But uh, yeah, you can definitely say uh, there are certain things that you must take with a grain of salt. Yeah, I'm, I'm worried about the smaller entities. I don't know if they have the capacity to like ride this wave because the prediction is uh, what? five to eight months until we get a vaccine well yeah. it could be sooner it could be later yeah. i think there's really no way of telling right now but uh going worst case scenario or well it's not the worst case because you don't know but anyway if it's eight months uh, like like the prediction is um how is it looking for like the small entities are they able to ride the wave especially if you know the thing is like there's people benefiting from this and there's people who are clearly losing out mm-hmm. like for example in china right they've closed down all restaurants or whatever like yeah. if the restaurants are closed right um the big tech companies are paying the people that aren't working from the office like if if you are working from home well and your job requires you to be in the office mm-hmm. you're basically not doing any work yeah. right? so you're still getting paid your wages for that time when you're away from the office but then the the smaller the smaller entities may not have the capacity to do something like that. So yeah. how how are people affected yeah, by by these changes and so on and so forth? It's it's uh it's worrying. Yeah, like uh, the, I think we were having a conversation about it earlier, where like uh, give the example of uh, if you're working a nine to five, wherever you may work, perhaps there's a restaurant that you get your lunch from day to day, right? Uh, now, if people are given the opportunity to work from home remotely, which I think is a good idea, especially considering how contagious uh, Corona is, mm-hmm. like it just makes sense. But there are definitely companies that are going to suffer from that because now, if a large chunk of a restaurant's business was at lunch because people come off work and they go straight to the restaurant for lunch and now people are not coming off work and doing that kind of thing that is affecting the bottom line of the restaurant it's affecting people's tips it's affecting people's wages and you they're definitely going to be losers at the end of this i think Mm. we've already seen how uh the economy is kind of fucking up because of because of because of corona mm. like in terms of just tech um and again i'm going to talk about video games and can i just say first of all like uh the other host not being here has nothing to do with corona so <laughs> <laughs> i feel like we needed to put that disclaimer out there right quick before um. people assumed no, also, we still, we still, we still don't have a confirmed case. Yeah, in we still don't have a confirmed case in Zambia. I mean, take that as you will. Whether that means it's here or it's not, that's entirely up to you to decide. But yeah, we for now are not under um, the what would you what would you say the we're not in trouble yet. We're not in trouble yet, I but think. I feel like it's coming and. Uh, I'm not even worried about um let me back up. I'm I'm worried about the effect it's going to have on like because unfortunately with a pan- pandemic like this there's going to be a death toll. Mm-hmm. But the economy is also going to like just fuck off and our economy isn't exactly doing great right now. So mm. 
I don't know, man. It's hard days ahead. <laughs> yeah, like I know, like in the US, the stocks are doing like uh, a. <laughs> I mean, they're doing backflips. Do you like? Uh, I, I, and like, I I see people like. Uh, I mean, I I I I won't even like say exactly because i don't think i remember but like i was seeing this newscaster talking about like we shouldn't let the 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 the, the people dying like the death toll is like really low like it's still significantly high it's just not as high as previous pandemics. yeah previous pandemics and i mean we should be grateful uh for <laughs> it to so. a degree but it is still like a lot of people that are getting affected and a lot of people that are dying I well, mean, ironically, the the British Prime Minister came out and just straight up told people like, "You are going to lose people. People are going to die around you." Did you see that? I didn't see that, but <laughs> it, it's only the truth. And I think, I mean, why yeah, why, why are we tiptoeing over this issue? Well, like, dude, there's always going like to be a casualties. Prime Minister saying that. Ah, uh, well, I prefer directness, but then that's just me. <laughs> that's just me. I prefer directness, I'm, and I feel I'm, like I feel like I feel like he could have said it. There, so, so as not to raise panic exactly because the last thing you want around this is panic injected into it because panic injected into any situation just fucks fucks everything up it just basically makes people act irrationally and nothing you can put whatever plans in place if there's a panic like throw those plans out the window mm. so i feel like there are ways that you can you know let people know that this is a very serious situation which it is mm-hmm. without telling people that you're all going to die yeah anyway going back to death um (laughs) the the it's interesting and i and i guess anyway if you do like your own research and you find the right uh or the most uh, what was the word the most accurate the most reliable source of information Mm -hmm. um you will probably find out that it's not as fatal as the media makes it seem and, and I guess maybe that's the point. Yeah, I mean, it's dangerous, and I, especially it's, it's to dangerous the death toll will still be high than yeah. young, like people with uh, low immunity. Yeah, but yeah, like I, I don't know how to say this thought. Like underplaying, it's important. It's important. Like it is. It is. It is bad. But like. It's not the end of the world? No. Yeah. Like I guess that's it's, the, it's not the end of yeah. the world. Yeah. We as a as a as a society we're going to move past this and we are a lot more prepared for it now than we've been than for we've previous. ever been. But um I well I I can say with certainty that I think this situation has kind of taught us how dependent we are on China for example for a lot of the stuff that we we yeah we take we don't appreciate exactly exactly like dude like <laughs> we depend on that that country like so, for a lot yeah. of things so segueing into <laughs> how the supply chain in china which means the supply chain of all the tech that you use <laughs> has been affected and it's not looking good like in terms of just technology that's being manu- manufactured like most of the big companies are already projecting like serious uh supply issues mm-hmm. so for example you you'd expect that the iphone is going to be in short supply because it's not it's it's 
it's usually in short supply because it's an iPhone and when an iPhone ch- uh, drops like I mean less so now I think uh, less so recently than uh, previously like in other years but iPhones still sell a lot and now they're not going to be able to make as much it's not one of the primary uh, revenue yeah I mean sources. Apple is like an iPhone company they make money off the iPhone so the fact that now they're not going to be making as much money not because people don't want the phone and whether they want the phone or not we haven't even seen the phone so that's the discussion for another time but mm. that it might be constrained by the fact that they can't make enough yeah and <laughs> and i guess just to put it into context like in terms of like what a supply chain like is so basically what you have is uh, a network uh, a network between like a company and suppliers who like uh, produce some of the components they yeah. need to yeah. to build their product and uh, distribute to particular areas mm-hmm. and so on and so forth. So usually, like when we're talking about supply chains, we have warehouses, we have logistics, mm-hmm. transportation companies. That is, we've got the actual distribution center we've got the retailers themselves yeah. and all of these play a role uh in in the product development yeah. cycle marketing distribution finance mm-hmm. customer service operations all of this stuff works together to kind of like lower the cost of actually bringing this product to you yeah. weirdly enough actually anyway so like um if well in the slightest of like scenarios like this actually becomes like a long-term problem i see a lot of like the cost of stuff going up because these guys still need to make money well i i feel like the cost of things are, are going to go like it's going to go up regardless because the reason why so many companies go to china for their manufacturing is because it's cheap, cheap labor, labor and it looks good for their bottom line right mm-hmm. so now they have two options either take the loss hit the take the hit when you know uh demand doesn't uh, supply doesn't meet the demand mm-hmm. or find other uh supply chains which by the way is going to be hard to do because now china isn't the only place affected by this so now wherever you go supply chains are affected yeah so your your components are not coming on time exactly um uh, your retailers are closed so you have really very few places you can sell your actual product you know you could sell them online but I mean, then logistics yeah is fucked, so. i mean even just the logistics <laughs> of some some companies get their supply through third party partnerships and whatnot so mm. if the third party is fucking up that means your supply chain is messed up as well. Yeah. And yeah, so really like I mean, we a lot of people online and this is now coming back to gaming, which is part of tech. <laughs> you don't need to justify it every time no, you bring because it up. I feel though. like I feel like when I bring like inject gaming into into it it like like it's that switch for me, you know, that passion switch where like ah, different person talking now. It's video mm-hmm. game Eli. Anyway, <laughs> uh we haven't seen anything from the PlayStation 5 in terms of hardware. Uh all we know is that it's supposed to come out for this year, uh which is at the end of the year. So, uh September going all the way up to I think uh o- 
October, November. Mm-hmm. Uh, but they haven't released anything, and it was expected that they would talk about it in February. That didn't happen. And now, in in the midst of this uh, pandemic, it's starting to look a little a little bit shrewd on their part, not talking about it. Because now, if they delay it, Xbox is in a situation where they've revealed so much. Uh, but Xbox might also delay. Because, again, it's all coming back to the supply chains. Like, it's coming back to these things are manufactured in China. So, because they're cheap, the bottom line is lower so they can make a, pro- uh, a profit on the console, which I think a lot of analysts are projecting to cost around $599, uh, $499, which is $500. Which is usually, it's not usually the, the cost of a PlayStation every uh, time they release one. Last, last gen, it was 400 for the base. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, I mean, just because of inflation... Mm-hmm. Uh, and generally, it's and generally more the, expensive the yeah the, the the technology that they have been talking about is not cheap technology like just SSDs uh, are not cheap uh, to put in a console so like we expect the cost to be that high but that was even before this pandemic so now the question is does this affect the bottom line even more because that would mean that even the five hundred that we were expecting the PlayStation Five and the Xbox Series X to come in at might be might have to be offset we might have to offset our expectations especially if they delay it so they say okay instead it's going to come out in summer 2021 that means that we know that their supply chains have been affected that means we know that there's a cost there so now the profit Mm. that they were looking to make on each sale might not be the case huh so do you think we'll see like a lot of like job cuts especially like in these some of these tech companies especially the ones that um will really be hit the hardest um, Maybe we can start with what you think. Like, who do you think will be hit the hardest across the board? Okay, that's a difficult question. Yeah. Um, In terms of the big tech companies, nah, I'm worried about the yeah, big tech companies. Like, I don't, survive. I don't think. I don't think they would certainly make losses. Yeah. And just because of how the market is, uh, is is going, the stock market is like plummeting, and like the economy is like. We're seeing the effect that Corona is having on the economy. Like they're definitely going to make their losses, but because they're big tech companies and their profits are in the region of billions, they'll be fine. Like you, you said earlier that a lot of the companies that are going to feel this the most are these small companies, and that's true because they can't offset the losses that they're going to make the way big tech companies can. So, for example, Microsoft is going to say they make a loss say microsoft says okay we're going to swallow the cost and mm-hmm. because we have this war chest where uh almost a trillion dollar uh company we're going to eat the loss but that's going to bring people into our services and that's how we're going to make our money back and that kind of thing mm-hmm. microsoft can afford to eat up that loss at the offset mm-hmm. so if they were to release their their their, their consoles this year and maybe make adjustments to their supply chain and take a loss on it. They're a big company, and they can afford to take that loss. And mm. it might not reach the uh, the point of uh, job cuts um, mm, yeah. for them. But a smaller company that's maybe in the red, 
might not have that opportunity yeah. like the small restaurant that we gave an example of like i keep coming back to it but like i feel it's the most mm, it's the closest to home in terms of an example i can give yeah that's true if they make losses for this month they don't have a war chest of money to dip into to offset offset or even buy like if you're running a restaurant and you're basically living what is the equivalent for a company paycheck to paycheck so you buy your food you sell it uh you uh make your profit on that and use that to pay uh, for your employee salaries and that kind of thing mm. the fact that now a large chunk of that profit that you're expecting has gone and you don't have the money in the bank to take say okay this month we've suffered next month we'll suffer for the next two three months we're going to suffer let's take this money and use that to offset not every company has that so we're definitely going to see companies yeah and i see a lot of companies like um doubling down on um research and development also yeah because of like uh okay maybe maybe not so much but i i, I do see some significant like uh reduction Anywhere where you think you're spending the most money and mm-hmm. it, you can cut down on costs, yeah. you definitely will. And I think R&D might be one of those. Um, like in our context, I don't know if there's like, um, I don't know if the banks like are willing to like uh, help cushion like uh, some of these challenges that startups or companies will have. I think right now uh, maybe banks are even the wrong people <laughs> yeah, to talk about like i don't they're, know they're, they're they're anticipating a crash in the market they're not going to be giving out money willy-nilly i don't think but yeah like <laughs> anyway, like anyway i know one of like a big region like you know like in the eu right i know that um they they have like a social a social fund or whatever that mm. they've used to guarantee uh, uh banks so that they can lend smes and stuff like that okay. so that i just don't know how likely that is to happen for us here and i guess that goes back into whether we're ready for yeah that, like, that that's coming sort of to thing. whether we're ready for this whole thing because i don't think we are i don't think a lot of people think we are and i honestly mm-hmm. think right now the country is just bracing for what's to come you know what like recently and i don't know how many other countries have this but recently we did have that national health insurance thing that was like implemented and we're we're paying a small chunk of money to Mm -hmm. the government to like um help with healthcare and so on and so forth um i don't know i don't know how to (laughs) say this without feeling sad because i don't know if even with that, even with the amount of money that we have, we have contributed as a collective mm-hmm. to help with healthcare is going to be enough to help. If let's say something like what happened in Italy happens to us, because yeah. Italy was like zero to a hundred in like exactly, and that's that that was scary. It was like zero to a hundred, yeah. and before you know it, like a whole nation is like locked yeah. down. Like because like you 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 listen to like how they talk about. Like in the first few days, they weren't even that worried about it because they got a few cases and they were like, okay, we have the facilities to take care of these few cases. So we at least know that even though it's here, we're taking care of them. Then in the next few days, just 
everyone is sick and yeah, it was exponential. Now, yeah, all of a sudden you just can't take care of everyone. And then there was the um, then there was uh the whole like when 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 China first well, when we first got wind of it mm-hmm. uh and they built that hospital in like what? How many was that days, weeks? Like <laughs> dude, like these guys are crazy. Like <laughs> I don't know who else can build a hospital that quickly, but I, was it even a hospital? Was it what kind I'm, of facility I'm, I'm, was I'm, this? I'm not sure actually what you're talking about. So like, uh, I think it's, it's it's in Wuhan or something. That's uh-huh. where the virus started, yeah. right? So like, uh, I think I read about um, and you, you can look into it. I thought I, re- I think I read about um, like this facility. I don't know how many uh, spaces uh, was available for like uh, occupancy, but I think it was like in the thousands. Like they did this in just a couple of days. I think I'll look it up and then um, if I find it, I'll, 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 I'll remind you. Wait, mm. let me just look it up. Kuma um, is looking up stuff. Lots of typing on keyboards. Wipe your keyboards down, please. Please, wash your hands. <laughs> we're, back, <laughs> we're back to washing hands. Please wash your hands, guys. <laughs> anyway, yeah. Okay, so um, found it. Wait, have I? Uh, th- like he actually opened a page that said "page not found." <laughs> I kid you not. Like you can't make this stuff up. <laughs> anyway, so um, I, I found it. Yeah. So um. Okay, so they built this hospital in yeah. six days, and it can. Where can they have damn statistics, <laughs> right off the jump? Why do I have Kuma, to actually Kuma, read the damn Kuma, thing? Kumar loves statistics. No. Yes, like you like numbers, which I, I it's a good thing. I like I like I like how like you get into like. Um, I guess it's. I think. Um, it's something I, I I found. I know we have a section now at the end of the podcast where we talk about what we've learned, mm-hmm. but I I think I enjoy numbers, mm-hmm. and as as much as I'm a developer, I enjoy diving into like the other side of stuff, mm-hmm. which is it's interesting. I, I do I don't think I'd like to do it full time, but you're interested enough in it to at least at least know, uh, try and get into like what the numbers mean and that kind of thing. Okay, found it. Then, Finally, some stats. Yeah. Okay, great. So um, they built this hospital in uh, less than twelve days. Oh wow! And it that's like less than two weeks. And it would uh, have one thousand beds. Well, one thousand three hundred beds. Hmm. So there's actually two of them. They built two <laughs> in about the same period of time. One with one thousand beds and one with a thousand three hundred. That's what I'm saying, well. guys. That cheap labor. That cheap. <laughs> 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 no, I joke. <laughs> so now, when I think about it, and then I think about that insurance plan and how much money we are giving these guys on a monthly basis, yeah. I, it goes back to my lack of faith in our preparedness to handle certain things. Because, okay, let me give you context. Um, well, you know this, but let me give like the listeners context. For us, like in Lusaka, right, we have one big hospital. Uh, it's called the University Teaching Hospital. So this is like the biggest hospital we yeah. have, and um, maybe the biggest in Zambia, actually. Uh, yeah, it might actually might be. Well, we're waiting for the. It's the biggest, even with the new Levy Monwasa yeah. Hospital, it's the biggest. So everyone from different parts of the country is referred 
to this hospital, mm-hmm. even within Lusaka. Other facilities are referring people to mm-hmm. UTH. And it doesn't even have to be like a complicated case. Mm-hmm. There's people with like maybe malaria or whatever. And they're still like, oh yeah, malaria, we, we, we deal with it quickly here. It's not... Nah. Anyway, so like everyone <laughs> goes to this hospital and they don't have the capacity as it stands right now. Exactly. What if we face like an Italy level, like, you know, and exponential increase in cases? Like, and the thing the, the like there's a very big disparity in terms of like again for listeners you know this like uh public health services and private health services yes even in terms of cost in terms of but yeah, yeah, yeah i'm talking across. about i'm <laughs> talking about cost because that is the biggest factor to like how this pandemic is is, is going to affect people because mm. people can't afford to go to private clinics and even the people that can afford to go to private clinics, those private clinics are going to be full up. And like you said, a lot of these clinics refer you to UTH anyway. So if that is happening, like UTH, you go like, we, 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 we know some of that, that, that was there recently. And it's, it's, it's dire right now. As it stands. <laughs> As it stands. It's, it's a dire situation. There like, are problems in a third it's, world country. It's, like, it's a depressing place to yeah. be, you know? And it doesn't inspire a lot of confidence, to be honest. So, like, this us is... Us expecting this, this, this uh, corona coming through and how it's going to just make everyone just flood, like... You know what? At this point, ready. I'm thankful to God that it's not here. And I'm praying that it actually doesn't come here because not only do we have a problem with like health facilities, we have a problem as people. Yeah. Like I said, we just enjoy touching each other. And culturally, like personal hygiene, I don't think is like a thing that yeah. everybody takes seriously. That's and true. I'm not even like speaking from without. Like I have friends working in facilities that are constantly complaining about like the lack of personal hygiene mm-hmm. and how we just don't take this seriously. Like there's an entire campaign to teach you how to like make sure you wash your hands the right way or yeah. you know you the some of the basic things about personal hygiene. So yeah. like that's a worry also. I mean even if we had the facilities or whatever like do we have the personal yeah. conviction to just take extra steps to protect ourselves? Cuz the problem is this is almost more infectious than a regular flu. I think it is actually because it stays on surfaces for 14 days. I didn't even know that actually. Yeah. So if someone came into like and for those that don't know like we're recording in uh, a, a, a booth. Like if someone came and recorded in this booth and they had the virus and they recorded last week if the place hasn't been like properly this 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 is the big i think this is the biggest challenge because without washing a place down like it could still just be lingering yeah true so stopping it is like i feel almost beyond us at well, this point just because of how contagious it is like you, think of how many things get shipped from china so imagine goods coming from china that are shipping, even getting your 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 one week shipping, you ship it in from China at, for at, at one this week. point. Even the US, anything coming from yeah, any part of the world, you, you you just I want it here in two days. It comes in two days, and the virus isn't going to leave that surface for like oh, another. Oh, oh. Also, just side note, like 
you know what? One day shipping is a myth here. Like, it, it's no, a I'm myth. just, I'm just giving, I'm just giving no, you an example no, of how easy it is to I, I, like. It doesn't even take someone flying in from another country to bring it into the country. So, but you know what? This is a good case for remote work. Um, maybe finally our local industry will will finally take remote work, remote yeah. work or remote culture so, for. This opens up another discussion. (laughs) Remote work now is being pushed, I think, especially in our industry, because I think our industry more than anything, because it's easy for us to work remotely. Like, you don't have to be in an office to make pushes, merge requests, that kind of thing. Mm. But it is now becoming something. We talked about how big tech companies are already, like, letting people work from home, even if them working from from home means they're not working at all but just as a precaution yeah you know so are we as a zambian tech industry or just as a zambian industry because i think this remote work thing now isn't just it's not just tech yeah it's It's across the board yeah like if you if 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 you can work from home, I feel like you should. They they should tell you, okay, this is what we expect from you from a day to day. Uh, this is how we're going to track progress of ABC. Mm-hmm. But we don't want you in the office. But they love to see us in the office, though. They do love to see <laughs> us in the office, but their hand might be forced now. So, do you think? What I'm curi- uh, curious about is, in terms of day to day, how is that going to be affected if? John from, I don't know what company, John from Tigmu now has to send his emails from the comfort of his bed. Do you think as a Zambian industry, we're going to be ready for what that might mean for productivity? Huh. Um, I think there's two sides. Um, and we'll only know if it actually happens. Because generally, uh, in terms of productivity, I kind of understand why like there's a huge insistence on people actually stepping into the office. And most times it's because people are just and well, there's a section of like uh, uh, people who just undisciplined enough to hold themselves accountable mm-hmm. if they are working remotely, for example. And I guess it kind of helps the business to know that even if you might not be doing your job, at least you're in the office. And yeah. maybe at some point you'll be inspired enough to actually account for your time. Yeah. Also, there's just, I think, this notion that if they're in the office, they're afraid of the boss walking into the office, so they always have to appear busy. Yeah. Which, I feel like, this is why I just don't understand why we're not just paid. Everyone is just judged on deliverables. Just, okay, I expect this to be done in this time. That way, and this is like a personal pet peeve. That way, it's easier for you to judge someone not only on the quality of their work, mm. but for that person, if they're really good at their job, to say, okay, I have a week to do this. At my skill le- level, I'll be able to send in this deliverable, uh, say, three days early. That means those three days I can be spending working on something else. So maybe another form of income which i I think a lot of zambians need (laughs) at the moment at the moment Uh, maybe it's because um like 
the private companies are fine. A lot of them are fine because yeah. they already have like the systems and infrastructure in place to kind of allow for that to happen. Mm-hmm. Because, for example, like uh, you work in a software company. Mm-hmm. Well, it's it's tech centered. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah, it is tech centered. It's tech centered. So basically, um, you have systems in place that you know help track these deliverables, these yeah. milestones, mm-hmm. whatever system you have, whether it's it's software or whatever, it, it works for you guys. Yeah. A lot of places don't have that. Like I work. Um, I work in an organization that um, uh, we mostly interact with government agencies, mm-hmm. and I can tell you that if they send people to work from home, it would yeah, it would seriously affect yeah. uh, productivity, and not even in a good sense. Even the people that can work from home, like in terms of tracking actual deliverables, yeah, like are you actually working? Even the simplest of things, you know, there's tons of people that don't even have email addresses, for example, like work business email addresses. Yeah. So like, like a lot of companies don't have their a lot own of them private don't have domains. That. They don't have that. So like, when you look at those kinds of things, a lot of them don't even know what Slack is. Yeah. Or like any a, platform like that. Yeah. Even Skype or Zoom or whatever is 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 a foreign concept. Yeah. So like, it's very difficult, I think, from my opinion. Fun, 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 fun thing. Like uh, someone in my life recently was like telling me about well not very recently but recently enough was telling me about how me introducing them to trello has revolutionized their productivity mm. and like these are things that we take for granted exactly like you just use trello so you just know okay this is how i'm tracking this this is how uh, i know this deadline is on this and this, this but like for some people it actually revolutionizes how they work because now they actually have a board a board to see that okay, this is supposed to be done by this and this is being done by this person. And I'm seeing this and this person is supposed to see this. So if they finish their deliverable and I'm supposed to review it, then whether it's moving it to a review board or whatever like pipelines you have in place, you're tracking and you're seeing that, okay, this person has done this. <laughs> it, it, it needs to go to the next step. Yeah, now. well done to like uh, <laughs> introducing someone to a productivity tool and it's helping their daily yeah. life. Well, congratulations! It's, thank you. I I do try. <laughs> <laughs> you know, like uh, this 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 is kind of like the point of like advocacy and stuff like that. Like, yeah. um, it's helping the people around you like become more productive, helping them with like tools that would uh, make them more efficient. Yeah. And when they see the value, hopefully they they spread the word as well. And maybe we do get to a point where tech is a little more appreciated than it is now. Yeah, but it's. It's going to take some time, especially... I mean, all good things take time, alas. Yeah, but the problem is now it's starting to... Like, we're seeing how, like... And, of course, you you take this with a grain of salt because this is called gas, and, like, we do have an agenda. Our agenda is trying to get tech more ubiquitous in Zambia and in Africa as a whole. But we are starting to see how... A lot of companies still using analog systems are now susceptible to what is a global pandemic because Mm. there are a lot of companies like to your point that just can't have people working remotely because them working remotely means things just won't get done because Mm. they don't have the things in place and sometimes it's not even in terms of tech sometimes it's just poor tracking (laughs) poor governance (laughs) yeah poor (laughs) governance like people are not tracking projects well enough that 
things that are expected to be done unless someone is in the office and breathing down someone's neck like show know. me what you've done yeah like, like you don't know that done. this is supposed to be done and i don't know like <laughs> um i do see a lot of companies like if ever we, we if if we do confirm a case or cases I do see some companies like we already have some that uh have already sent their people home. Mm-hmm. I know we have no cases in Zambia, but there's companies that have already sent no, their employees uh, home. Well, uh, sorry, yes. No official <laughs> cases, yeah. but we, we already have companies that have sent yeah. their employees. Which home. is uh, the the decent precaution to make. And I mean, you can take what I say with a grain of salt again because I just think I should be able to like work remotely anyway. <laughs> but <laughs> uh like you do you do also have to take into consideration what a reactionary uh type of uh response to this would mean like once we have an outbreak in Zambia this thing stays dormant for 14 days so once we have our first case the expectation is okay now we're going to have a shit ton more cases flooding in because this is not patient zero mm. and even if they're patient zero for the past 14 days he's been spreading this thing so wherever they have been there's going to be an influx of uh of patients mm. so it's like there's something to be said about not waiting for that patient to come in to say okay yeah now you can work remotely because at that point the damage might already be done might already be done yeah. uh, you know one thing actually we forgot to talk about um was the fact that um like travel has been restricted right yes yeah uh, actually you're right we didn't talk yeah, about that travel has been restricted like along it's not just like the gaming conferences it's not just the yeah. big company conference like any kind of like major gatherings like have been well cancelled basically yeah, and just I mean, remember we'll that we have an annual conference yeah and we don't even know if it's gonna be there or not that's that's true like with things like i think coachella uh and uh anyway big music festivals and this is now going into uh, like away from tech like into the mainstream and whatnot but it's affecting them too mm. like i think this is a lot more in people's faces because of what's happening with some of these conferences like people make yearly budgets for trips to e3 for trips to gdc they are development companies that actually have plans for the year and the foreseeable production pipeline altered and like you know, it's affected by conferences like GDC because you go to GDC and you hear about this new technology and maybe you had a problem in development that this is going to solve. Mm. And now, because GDC is not there, this is a developers conference where developers come and like they talk about the new tech and whatnot. And need I remind you that this is a year when we're supposed to see a new generation of consoles. So this was going to be a big GDC. And now we're not seeing that. So definitely, like, it's sounding a lot more serious the more we talk about it. And eh? we haven't even gotten to sport getting cancelled. 
There's no sports for the rest of the year, yo. Everyone and is saying they'll be back in April, but I don't think so. I think we'll only see sport back um, maybe in June, yeah. June or July. People and are talking about what's likely to happen in sport, and this is just an aside. For oh like shit! Sports fans. You know what? Yeah, like <laughs> let, let's talk about this because I've been having this debate. So, like the English Premier League, right? Um, called off until end of the month, until April, mm-hmm. and I'm guessing there was a situation. Mm-hmm. And then a decision will be made. So there's three three choices, right? Well, as far as I know, there could be more. Mm-hmm. So either... I think there's just the three. I the three, right? The three you're talking about, yeah. So the first one is make the season null and void, right? Yeah. Which so means Liverpool doesn't win the league. And nothing is counted and... No it's like it never promoted, happened. No team is relegated. Yeah. It's like nothing ever happened. Yeah. That's, that's crazy. Like... This is Liverpool's year, and I'm a United fan. This is Liverpool's year. No, and yeah, so that's one option. Yeah, one option. Um, everything Which ends I think is as least, it is. I think is the least likely, likely. Because Liverpool are like, what, 25 points ahead. That, like, if you're just being objective, and I don't care what football club you support, like, I don't need, I'm not even, like, the biggest Liverpool fan. My dad's a Liverpool fan, so naturally there's that rivalry. But, like, it would be... A real kick in the ball. Yeah, it would be. Like, if, dude, I, I would feel so bad. Like, that would just not be right. Imagine putting this, in that work. Yeah, I think this is the least likely. Yeah. Then, um, table uh, remains as it is and we close the season just like that. Which means Liverpool uh, wins the league. Yes. And Aston Villa. And, well, the, three, uh, the three bottom clubs yeah, basically get relegated. Get relegated. And the same will go for the football league. Uh, that means promotion will happen. So, the, yeah. la- the table... Is as it as is. As it is. That's also unfair. Uh, well, because of the relegation. Wait, wait, wait. We'll have a discussion around this. Uh-huh. So wait, is the last one that we finish off the league at the point when everything is back to normal? Yeah, the last one is. Uh, so I've seen uh, a couple of suggestions pushed around. I think the most prevalent is uh, the if if the Euro is cancelled, which is supposed to be happening the summer of this year. Mm-hmm. Then, uh, oh, 2020, right? Okay. Yeah, the, 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 the league is just extended, pushed. yeah, extended. But, uh, from I was reading a couple of articles, like it doesn't sound like that's something that would go very well with players and uh, managers, like basically professional staff. It's not going to go over well with them because that would mean that, especially like the longer this goes on, that would mean there would almost be no summer. And even if there was a summer, that means that next season is going to be compressed as well, and it would have cascading effects. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's something in cricket because um, I, I I watch a little bit of cricket, and they have this thing. I'm just trying to like figure out what the name is. I'm actually looking at something right now. Mm-hmm. Um, and anyway, I'll find it. And I'll put it in. The, I'll put a link in the description. Mm-hmm. But there is something like if a game is not able to like finish, right? Mm-hmm. They can they use something to predict how each. Each a team would have scored, but cricket is the kind of game that can go on for days. Wait, <laughs> wait, I haven't finished. Mm-hmm. So we're not taking the games, uh-huh. but we're taking like your overall form in the league. I know yeah. things can change, like form is can change in a league, but as it stands, where we are looking at like form, we, they're able to calculate the average number of points that you are collecting <coughs> per game, right? So aggregating that. And then just simulating for the rest of the season. Well, on game week number 29, there's only like 
how many games but left? Again, nine games left. Yeah. Let's just simulate and then see I where mean, everybody ends up. Yeah, but again, sucks for some people, but it works. No, the problem is, then teams are going to argue that, for example, if Aston Villa get relegated anyway, like people are predicting they'll get relegated, like. Everyone kind of at the back of their head thinks to themselves, yeah, they are probably going to be the ones to go down. But mm. they themselves would be like, no, you can't determine that because what if we're going to win every game for the remainder of the league? Well, that's highly unlikely. It's highly unlikely. It's possible, but, but highly unlikely. Because the argument can be made, I feel like it wouldn't be fair to have that. But I honestly don't know Life what... isn't fair, Elias. We have coronavirus. You think that's fair? No, life isn't fair. And you like... know, it's predominantly affecting people above a particular age. The yeah. fatalities, are, well, they point towards a certain group of people. Is that fair? Yeah, no. That's actually, that's actually... <laughs> you know what's funny? Is it's hitting, like, the most vulnerable in our society. <laughs> which is, like, the complete opposite of how we as a human society want to be living. Like, you want to protect your most vulnerable. So the young, the, 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 the young people and the old people, like, we have facilities dedicated <laughs> to the protection of their well-being, and then this virus just walks up like, no. Nah, fam. Survival of everyone from this age to this age, and, yeah. So it is kind of fucked up. But, you know what? Yeah. It's like, um, well, I say this earlier today, and I know it makes me seem like a bad person. But <laughs> it feels like some higher power just pruning off population. Like, you know what? You guys are too many. You know, well, just but little, 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 some, some. Yeah. You know, to get you down a notch. <laughs> but there's actually something that uh, while I was in the office, uh, me and my workmates were looking at, and. The birth rate is still significantly higher than the death rate. Well, I guess that's where the virus is supposed to be, you know? Very no, like, not... <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, like, anyone thinking that this is an extension-level event, like, chill. Like, it's bad, it's fucked up, but... Uh, it's not the extension-level event we thought... No, we'll definitely survive. Yeah. But it's I'm shame, guessing eh? this higher power just wants a significantly mm. lower number mm, it's of, just like, of okay. people to step into the new era. Oh, it's too much global warming, fires in Australia, corona, the rest of the world. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? Coming back to remote work, um, uh, I guess we won't really know what kind of effect it will have. Like for us in, in mm. Zambia, we won't know what kind of effect it will have until yeah. we, well, until something happens because i know we'll definitely have a case yeah. because generally uh we have a lot of people flying in from south africa like mm -hmm. we do have a lot of activity in terms of like international travel and so zambia isn't in the position to put up a, a travel, travel ban. ban like yeah. i don't care how bad corona gets like we are not we're not there guys like we hmm. can't tell we can't like i don't even think we can tell an italy to say no we don't want people for no we like so dude you <laughs> even in terms of like um major industries and major corporations yeah. right like in china a lot of like uh, factories are running on like um 50% mm -hmm. 50 50% generally anyway mm -hmm. so that's like half capacity yeah we can't even afford to drop by 20% dude like no. i don't like know. i feel like i feel like working at 100% capacity is still failing our economy <laughs> as is evident so <laughs> <laughs> yeah, lots lots still to do. Uh yeah. yeah. 
so yeah like wrapping it up i guess um i think there are a lot of hard conversations that will need to be had across the mm, board definitely uh, i think for us i don't know about everybody else and like their countries and stuff like that but for us it's honest conversations about what healthcare mm-hmm. means and if it's actually serving its intended purpose how prepared are we to handle um cases like these or yeah. whatever like me, patient zero is in china today patient zero could be in zambia tomorrow for mm-hmm. a totally different thing um yeah. so like how prepared are we to handle certain stuff and then also how prepared are we to have the conversation around like our work culture as well mm. how can we change that so that um it benefits all how can we give ourselves enough opportunities to mm-hmm. be the best that we can be so for me a lot of conversations like that would 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 really really help and i'm really hoping that this is a short term thing because we all are huh, my biggest worry is like the supply chain like that's like messed up so many things like everything yeah. so many so many so many things i have like a colleague of mine who can't ship in some of her uh, raw materials that she uses to you know, uh, package you know, her her products yeah. you and know what's funny what uh i ordered in some things that are not getting in uh, because of all this confusion. Uh-huh. You don't know what I ordered. Mm, okay. I'll bite. <laughs> what did you order? Face masks. <laughs> I'll try to protect myself, so, but dude, I can't even get why that Why couldn't you just walk into a store locally here and get face masks? Uh, these face masks are not uh, reusable. I mean, I'm probably going to get them now. Uh, because like I don't have a choice, so, yeah. like my things are not getting in, so I'm probably just going to get a pack and use that. But <laughs> I was looking for like a kind of long-term solution, you know. Like I got the cloth ones that you can throw in the in the wash, mm-hmm. and you can use them again, so that I wouldn't constantly have to be leaving my house and my isolation <laughs> to go and buy face masks. But yeah, it, it doesn't look like. Yeah, but <laughs> yeah, it's it's everything is everything is getting messed up. Like even 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 things like getting shipped in and whatnot. Like it's, ish, it's it's something. Do you want to know the funniest thing I heard this week? Oh, uh, oh, we're recording on a Sunday. Like the previous week. Yeah. Was um uh the toilet paper shortage? On mm. the- <laughs> That's in Australia. Eh? Even in the US. Even like- in the US. <laughs> yeah, people are stocking up. Yo, they've seen the zombie apocalypse movies. They know uh, that toilet paper is where it's at. <laughs> I don't even know why people are surprised that toilet paper is in short supply. Like, think about it. Think about what you could do outside of food. Mm-hmm. What could you not have in your house? Ah, toilet paper, dude. <laughs> you can go without toilet I, paper. Oh, no, I can't. Like, that dude... I can't go with that. Like that's an important, exactly, important, exactly. In, important exactly, thing in the house. Exactly, exactly. So people are stocking up on toilet paper because they, <laughs> like, when I saw that, I was like, shit. I, like, I guess people are smarter than because, like, <laughs> I was thinking to myself, like, if I'm stocking up, like, there be things like that food. you, yeah, like food, obviously, especially like the stuff that, like, the canned foods. Exactly. And, like, basically, what's what's the Perishable, uh, but long-term. Non, yeah, long-term. Or, it, like, you can even get non-perishables. But when you're thinking about things outside of food, like, what are people going to, like, stock up on? Like, mm. people are going to think, ah, tissue. <laughs> I can 
I can go and get from the filling station like a bit. No. <laughs> get your toilet paper and wash your hands. Okay. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> Okay, so I kind of intentionally already, well, unintentionally already said something that I learned this week. Yeah. So it's your turn. Mm. I, I think I will say another thing um, well, more related to tech. Well, t- I, I don't know if learned is the right word. Okay, yeah, no, it is, is the right word. I, I learned about this uh, platform. Mm-hmm. about networked ar and vr okay yeah what you guys are getting into ar and vr no uh this was just like a me thing oh, okay. yeah but i mean it's something that i I'm, I'm i'm looking into just because i'm interested in it but i don't have a vr headset ar there's my phone but like like everyone at this point knows i use an iphone which is not exactly the most open of platforms no, eventually Apple will make a VR headset for you. So. No, they're doing stuff with AR. They have their AR kit mm-hmm. uh, already. It's just uh, for me to do any kind of development for Apple, I need a Mac. So. <laughs> How is that working out for you? Uh, the bigger problems, eh? <laughs> Than me getting a Mac. Did but you actually say what platform you found? Uh, it's normal... What is it called? Let me let me just uh, check on my on my on my uh, history. Yeah, I'm closing things. Okay. Um, okay. No, there's something in my mail because I subscribed for it. <laughs> <laughs> You're laughing. Okay. normalvr.com normalvr.com yeah uh so it's basically uh kind of like a plugin uh that helps with uh like networked uh, ar and vr if you look on their platform and like you check like what you can actually do with it it's interesting but i understand how like it's not something that especially me being in zambia it's not something that is uh, especially uh, pertinent to uh, the Zambian community. It's but not a I know, use case just yet. Yeah, but I know like we have listeners from other parts of the world. So normalvr.com, like it's 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 interesting stuff about uh, networked uh, AR and VR, and I don't know. It just intrigued me. I I don't want to say it's something that I learned because I haven't really dug deep into like how to uh, use it in implementation and that kind of thing for obvious reasons reasons i've already stated but i just think it's something interesting to look at okay um so i learned about um something called inertia inertia js so uh basically leverage um uh, single page application frameworks or like javascript frameworks like react and Mm -hmm. Vue and spelt and so on and so forth and then leverage like the classic the classic uh server like this classic controllers routers that come with you know up, like frameworks like laravel for example so mm-hmm. basically an adapter like between the two and i think this is m- 
I, I found this helpful because I'm used to the classic development of like software and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. So like in my leveling up, like going to a new a new place, mm-hmm. like this works really well for me because it helps combine the best of both. So kind of give like applications like a, you know, and what 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 what's uh, okay. Um, so it's. Just uh, explain to to me what it is again. Like it's a plugin between. No, it's, it's an adapter, not necessarily a plugin. It's an adapter. So basically, uh, for example, if you love your application, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. It, um, it has its controller. It has its controllers and the routes SOA. and stuff like that. Yeah. But then, instead of um, loading, uh, reloading each page, mm-hmm. you can take your your JavaScript framework and throw it into your Laravel application. Ah, okay. And then like. Basically, your front end will be ah, okay. view so or it's react. Okay, so it's and still f- be able to use yeah. the routes and the controllers. Uh, this is actually something I might want to look into because yeah. there's always like uh, as a backend developer, I I've always had that disconnect, especially now because I work a lot uh, with REST APIs. Mm-hmm. So now for me, the most important thing is okay. These two are completely separate. Yeah. And so usually you'd like build your front end, then build the API, yeah, right? Yeah. And the front end just consumes the the, the, API. the API. So now this takes away that. So you just oh. build them together like a monolith, and then yeah, you don't need to build the API. Okay. You don't need to do any client side routing. You still do that in like your your okay. your your whatever. Anyway, in this case for but me, can you, can you can you leverage it as a solely uh, front end framework? Because mm, inertia, yeah, it's it's basically an adapter. It's not it's not a framework. So it's yeah, I get that it's uh, an adapter that takes a front end framework and mm-hmm. makes it part of your uh, monolith. Yeah, your application, monolith application more more or less, right? Yeah. yeah. So if, for example, I didn't have a back end, is there any point? No. No, it's just you might as well just use your framework. You might as well just use your framework and and have that separation. And have that okay, okay. Separation. Okay. Well, not really separation because then you just have your front end application. Yeah, you have your front end the application, you have your back end application, but they're not. But then, what's your back end application? Like a consuming like an API, so like your own example, internal API. So, for example, if you're working with uh, microservices, right? Mm. Uh, the front end that you build is just consuming those microservices. So. Mm. It doesn't really matter what your back end looks like. The mm. front end is just built to say from this link get this API, from this link get this JSON, from mm, this link yeah. get this API. Yeah. Kind of and I and I think there are really many different use cases and yeah. I, I don't think it would that, necessarily that is, apply in that one. Yeah, that is true. That is true. Like it's just I, I I don't think especially now there's a one size fits all for anything in mm. terms of software, uh, like like designing your software. Yeah. So from what I've seen so far, like the most popular use cases are in situations where um, you're using a platform like or a framework like um, Rails or mm-hmm. Laravel to build your application. And I know they come uh, Laravel comes with Vue, mm-hmm. but it's mostly just components of your pages. So like. You really don't take advantage of the uh, like the f- the, f- the full offer that like an, a, f- a view or a React will give you. Mm. So this helps you take advantage of stuff okay. like that. So you can make a fully functional SPA uh, single page application, but still enjoy the benefits of your Laravel backend or your Rails backend, mm. like the whole routing and 
controller. And it's and it's, it's open enough that it doesn't matter what your backend framework is, as long as it is an I API. Think that, I think that's the point. Okay. Oh, that's I think cool. that's the point. That's cool. So yeah, I'll put a link in the description. In the I am description. experimenting with it. I built something really small with it. So I think I'll push this on my GitHub soon. And then uh, if it's done by the time this episode goes out, I will put a link in the description. Mm. Anyway, so um, I guess that wraps up the episode, right? It does. Uh, so to uh, wrap up, uh, wash your hands. Wash your hands. Wash your hands. Please wash your hands. Also, keep yourself safe. Uh, like we've said, like it helps to take precautionary measures. Like, Don't wait for it to get here for you to start doing certain things. Just Like stocking up on your tissue and hand sanitizer. Yeah, hand sanitizer, your, your tissue. Please get your tissue. And wash your hands. Wash your hands. Please. Please. Thank you. Don't need to shout. No, they, they, they need to know. <laughs> anyway, so um, I am sour underscore bones on Twitter, and I am Jor Eli three sixty, Jor underscore Eli three sixty, and you can catch us at Godcast ZM on all our platforms. If you want to get in touch with us, leave us a voice note. Um, yeah, if you want to come on the show, like we want, we want you on the show too. So mm-hmm. yeah, feel free to hit us up, and we'll catch you on the next one. Codecast out. You've been listening to Codecast Zambia brought to you by Agora Code. Visit agoracode.community for more information or like us on Facebook. That's at Code Agora. We're on Twitter too, at Code Agora.